Hello and welcome to Not So Fancy Football on Uzo Radio. Here we have Yanis and oh, how are you doing? I'm fine. I am fine. Uzo Radio. <laughs> how are you? We had a, we had a long intro before we started. We pressed the record button, so you know yeah, the laugh is actually is actually a not so fancy for what we were talking. A loser's guide for exactly. to FBL how is your family, man? with what did you get Rob. Awesome? And oh yeah, I forgot about that. I need to check. Please talk about all of that. Actually, it went it went pretty amazing. You beat me, to be honest. Yeah, I did. I did by one point, I think, wasn't it? Exactly. And you know why that happened? Because mm. it was the only time that I couldn't take a, a hit because I had three hits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It says a lot. Right, so, so I think I'm, is it seventy eight? I think you got seventy eight points net. You got a rank. You got a game week rank of 78,000. And you jumped up 123,000 places. So you absolutely Amazing. smashed it. Um, Finally. A week points. to remember. Yeah. Highlights were Son, 15 points. Madison, 10 points. Um, Kane, captain, on 13 points, up to 26 points. Uh, with returns also from Barnes, Johnny, Tierney. Three-pointer from Martinez, which is probably the best goalkeeper return bar Leno, but no one had I was I was thinking the same. Yeah, I was thinking that oh, Martinez didn't keep a clean sheet, but then wow, he's the best in this game week. Mm-hmm. So yeah, happy about it. And what about you? Picked bench as well. You had two oh, points and I on think, your bench in total. Exactly, and I think that this one point was Patrick Bamford that gave me the win against you. Coming from the bench yeah. for the amazing option of Martinelli, mm-hmm. who I bought. Not because I didn't have any money. It's what I, I wrote on, on WhatsApp. Yeah, that confused me. Uh, when I said that I will be telling my kid that I didn't get Saka because I didn't, I couldn't fund him. Because I, how can you say, how can you admit that you preferred Martinelli to Saka? I think Martinelli is a great pick. That is why he is in my FPL team. But my reason for not going Martinelli this game week was purely because I've got him in my regular team. And on a few I want a bit of the spice of life. And luckily, with Kulusevski, Martinelli, and uh, who else? Romero? No, Reguillon would have got me more points. But with the, those two picks in particular, I managed to fall on the right side of the variant. So, yeah. Well done. So, I what about a, your other players? 77 points, which gave me a rank rise. So, in comparison, one point less than you, you got a rank rise of 123,000 places. I got one point less. I got a rank rise of 22,000. So seriously, it gets a little bit tighter, which wow. is still a massive rank rise, you know, going up from 60k to 30k. I'm, I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, it's just goes to show that the higher up you get, the harder it is to get any green arrows whatsoever. OK, you can you can rub it in. But yeah, that's, that is very <laughs> true. <laughs> so, yeah, I had Schmeichel with a three pointer, Johnny with his seven points. We're also happy with that fixture until halftime. Um, Romero got me two points Cash got me two points Son 50 Saka 11 Kane with a return as a captain as well and Barnes with a return for five and the rest uh, Blankers on my bench So actually you, you didn't have Madison but you had Saka right? Is I that had Barnes the... who got a return as well but not as good as Madison yeah. but I got Saka Yeah Who Yeah 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 yeah, yeah I see you know, we, we both had Barnes but you I had ah, Madison yeah. you had Saka Yeah yeah and uh, the other difference was, was it a defender? What was it? Or Romero. I'm trying to think. Where does... Tierney. You had Tierney. You got Tierney. Tierney ah, okay. Place. Yeah. 
and it was when you we when you said that you you wouldn't agree for me to have Tierney. a double Tierney. Arsenal yeah. defense, but you were right because I was thinking of Ramsdale and, and Tierney. So yeah, got lucky really, didn't that we? Was a, that was a good call. Uh, Gabriel got me eight points on my bench, which was a little ah. bit. So yeah, you know, not having anyone get benched apart from Rafinha and having Tony first place on the bench. Yeah. Yes. It was fair. It happened. I, I really didn't expect an Arsenal play, so they showed me up, really. Good for them. Yeah. I for bet us. FPL Vasilis is celebrating because <laughs> he's a renowned Arsenal fan. Oh, so, man. yeah. <laughs> They're everywhere. They're everywhere. Yeah. In London, they just, you can't get away from them. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to talk through the game week briefly? Because we've got the international... Yeah, but I mean... Right? I mean, I think that the, the highlight of the game week was the, the, the most incredible game of the season so far, I think. Top the Wolves-Leeds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wolves-Leeds, my okay. goodness. It was it was the best game I've seen the last years. Yeah. It, it's what you said. It had everything. Uh, they were cruising up until halftime uh-huh. to an easy 2-0 with met lots of, of missed chances, especially from Jimenez. Yeah. My goodness, so wasteful he was. And he got a very silly yellow card, the first one. Yeah, which... And then suddenly, the second... The second was a bit... I can understand people saying it's harsh. Uh, it could go either way. It's kind of those cases that you say it's probably a, a um, an orange one. But this changed completely the, the game. I mean, Leeds were not great, but they managed to score the, the goal. Yeah, and then suddenly Wolves became uh, an amateur team. It, it was ridiculous. hilarious. Yeah, and the most funny thing was that there were already uh, I think there were three or four substitutions and until the 30th minute just because of injury. Yeah, for either team, which and uh, then Leeds Leeds had four, which Fivos correctly pointed out. We had a big discussion and we had a total, yeah. I had a total um, Barney where I just looked up rules and found all sorts of places that were saying that there were rules that said that there were five substitutions uh, when actually there are only three and it is only a fourth one if you can, if one has been a substitution because of concussion and click yeah. was a substitution because of concussion. So therefore Obviously, allowed, did you see his cheekbone? Na- yeah, he got mashed. <laughs> he was like those guys in, in American football where they have those black lines under their eyes. Yeah. And that yeah. was natural. It came from a, a an elbow or something. Yeah. But the, it was a crazy the, game. The yellow card, the second yellow, I think it was a second yellow because it was dangerous. But just because okay, so they mentioned this exact thing on uh Planet FPL. Messier gets there first and Jimenez is pulling out, right? Yeah. So for me, there's no way in which they can avoid the contact. Jimenez isn't the one that's putting the dangerous on the table. Meslier is the one putting the dangerous situation on the table because he's out of control and lunging for the ball. And he gets Jimenez is in control of his body. He's slowing down and trying to avoid the contact and ends up getting involved in the contact because of the momentum of his body. So I don't yeah. think as much Jimenez could have done that. So I, I'm not necessarily in the it's a fair yellow card. The other point they mentioned is the yellow card for Tyrone's on Saka when Tyrone Mings lunges to get the ball, gets the ball first, 
Saka then run, runs past where the ball was going to be. And um, then Mings's leg follows through when he was lunging and actually scrapes the bottom of Saka's uh, heel. So, and then Mesley does get the yellow card for that. But in that, in Jimenez is Saka. Yeah. Because Meslier gets the ball, Mings got the ball, but Mings gets punished in one game and Saka get, and uh, Jimenez. Gets yeah, it's it's a game. different it's, it's a different approach. Winning I agree. the ball isn't the goalkeeper always gets protected no matter what. Fair, but winning the ball doesn't mean but you're in the right automatically. Yeah, right? but the goalkeeper has to be protected in his area and in yeah. aerial stuff, and so it's not near his same. If, and and he was playing with. It was on the ground. It's a different mm-hmm. situation. I mean, I, I know that it's painful for Wolves. And mm-hmm. of course, I'm biased because I was thrilled with how the outcome mm-hmm. went after that. But from a football perspective, this created a chaos in a game that was already chaotic. Mm-hmm. And it made it even more entertaining towards the end with the, with the Luke Ayling goal. And uh, that... <laughs> That funny celebration, um, it was a crazy, crazy end of a crazy game. Yeah. And at the end of the day, we haven't seen that many brilliant games of football like that because of VAR, do you think? Yes. Because the craziness yeah, I mean... gets taken out of it a bit more because everything gets a bit more rationalised, whereas sometimes you get crazy decisions, so tempers would go up. And they would be the wrong decisions yeah. and they would cause things like red cars to be unjustly given. And then the game would just get out of hand and things would go a bit crazy. Whereas actually the decision, when VAR takes a decision, it tends to get more accepted nowadays, right? Yes, yeah, so, because for, especially from the ones that are on the pitch mm-hmm. and the crowd, because they don't have the luxury of, of you know watching it over and over. Yeah. So they're thinking that if... They've seen it on the video and they've decided it probably is the right decision. Yeah. Which is not entirely the case. But anyway, case. it appears, it, it appears, you know, it, it, it makes you more calm at the moment. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah. That was a great game. Uh, you, you were asking if it was the, the Tottenham West Ham. Mm-hmm. It was a good game and uh, Tottenham was, was very strong. But you can understand West Ham suffering to cope with that because they they played 120 minutes on yeah. Thursday. Yeah. So and and the change of formation didn't do them well. Mm. It was I believe even like the three at the back. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a a negative move from Moyes and actually it's one of the things that I've not seen from Moyes so far this season. Normally his tactics are on it. Um but he does adapt to the manager. You know, he does adapt to who he's playing. But I just think Matsuaku's not really played at all this season. We saw yeah. him quite a bit last season where he came in and Cresswell was out, but he's he's not really been there. And yeah, he made some some mistakes and Zuma made some mistakes. But yeah, Zuma scored an own goal. Loved it. Zuma scored an own goal. People kept he hit he hit uh in a deadly way, Son with a that was that was so funny. Malicious that was. That was the way that that Son could have had his finger off. Was... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you notice? I I actually note more. I noticed more about the um, the pitch, the the invader, mm-hmm. 
that it happened during that uh, ridiculous moment. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that that was the time that um, they tried again to tie themselves on the post. What this, do you think of this? This is this is something that. Yeah, I'm. Isn't that a question I find from, from FPL Vasilis? Yeah, we we had we had that, but because there was this this pod from uh, Plan FPL talking about the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I've I've really made a, a much more clear, you know, idea in my mind. I think that in these cases, even if you're justified to, you know, try to make it wider and uh, talk to the world about the problem, whatever it is, uh, that's that's a really bizarre way of doing it. <laughs> and especially it's not going to work because now that the TV knows about it, they will not show anything. So who are you showing that to? To the fans who they probably, even if they agree, they just want to, they don't want to wait for, for 20 minutes until someone gets you out of the post. I don't yeah, know. It's- I don't know. Like the other side of it is that we're talking about it. One of our favorite podcasts has done a 35 minute podcast on it. And we're now all considering whether oil from Russia is, do you know, like whether we should be caring more about the environment, like it's come into our our knowledge again. And these big acts, maybe they're not the right way to do it, but we can't say it's not had an effect because everyone in FPL Twitter posted great memes of the guy being dragged off and saying, this is my game week with the, you know, title of it. There's so many like people who have spoken about it since then. And like these guys, you think that months legally trying to do it in parliament and get absolutely nowhere because there's so much paperwork and there's so many different things, but actually now the country's talking about it. Yes. Do you think that uh, it affects us Mm -hmm. subconsciously? Because, okay, we, we are talking about it, but personally, I, I'm actually a very cynical person, though. It doesn't affect me in, in terms of the environment or anything. But maybe car. subconsciously it does. I don't know. Yeah, I, it's not. <laughs> I don't think I'm doing it for the environment. I'm doing it for my own pocket and, uh, like, <laughs> saving money. So, yeah. no, I'm, I'm a very, I, I'm, not, I'm not a person that you can rely on that. But still, the fact, the fact that everyone is talking about it does not mean necessarily that we are interested in the cause. Um, that's that. true, but most people would say that all publicity is good publicity to a certain extent. And actually, yeah. I'm sure plenty of people have now looked up what that was and the No More Oil campaign or whatever it was. Was it No More Oil? Yeah. No More Oil campaign has now, I'm sure, massively boosted its Twitter, uh, you know, clicks the, the website has massively probably in, in increased its um, its usage. So uh, I can't say it's an ineffective way of doing it. And I don't think it's the right way to do any of these things, but sometimes people, sometimes people want to be heard. And sometimes the government and the way the politics works in this country doesn't work. And, you know, protests and all these other methods aren't as direct as they could be. Yeah, yeah. And, and the way to protest is actually if you kind of... Uh provoke someone and uh stopping a football game for yeah, 10 make- minutes is going to piss off a lot of people so a lot of people are going <laughs> to get annoyed about that you know if you think of the the reach that football has and you think of the the way football is uh, just completely ignoring uh all of the 
humanitarian issues in the Middle East and putting a World Cup in there next December and buying their oil and all this sort of stuff. These people have stopped a game of football for 20 minutes and made everyone talk about it. So I don't think they're wrong. I don't want them to do it to my game of football, personally. <laughs> um, but they can do it in games that I'm not watching. If they do it in every Arsenal game, I'd be really happy. Really disrupt yeah. the flow. Especially especially when they're building momentum, right? Yeah. When they're a counter-attack. Exactly, exactly. Steal the ball, please. Yeah. That'd be great. Well, there was there was a pitch invader in the Arsenal game, wasn't it? Last week against Wolves. Was it? Oh, no, Wolves, sorry. What was it? Um, yeah, it was. Um, previous Thursday, but let's see what what outcome it will bring. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Amazing goals by Madison. Yeah, great. And, uh, Two like all four, all three goals outside the box, right? Yep. Wissa uh, comes on, scores another goal. He's got a habit of doing that recent, well, in in this season. Um, and yeah, Ivan Tony. None of the, the things that we predicted, you know, the causing problems from set pieces happened. Set pieces, um, nothing. We we didn't, they didn't get a sniff really. So to be so, honest, though, we didn't have, they didn't have uh, Ericsson playing. Yeah. So there. Which was a bit yeah. of a shock. Exactly. Um, so there was a big difference in the set piece taker. was gone and actually, you know, Leicester... Set pieces is something that you can work on. It's something that you can improve with coaching and training. So uh, Leicester are aware that they're the worst in the league for that. So I'm going to guess that they're trying to tighten that up, but that's one of their focus areas. So did they? do you think that they, they thought of that now in March? <laughs> Since September, they've been conceding every other game from set pieces. But I don't know. Can, it, might be, yeah. it might be that case. I don't know. You've got to hope that that's something that has been brought to their attention and that's what they've been doing because of it, you know? <laughs> I think it's really interesting with Leicester, the fact that there are a very interesting team to watch now through the, the remaining 10 games that they have to play, how many they are. Mm-hmm. Not only they've got a busy schedule mm-hmm. and they've got more games than others. Yeah. So they've yeah. got the doubles coming up. They've got a lot of players that can, have come back. Yeah. And that is yeah. a big thing for them because now they've got the quality that we knew they'd have in the ranks. Unbelievable. But yeah. they never had the chance to to show it on, on the field. Yeah. So the question now is rotation because of of the European uh, because that's their main goal. And mm-hmm. that should be their main goal. And of course now there's too many players. Mm-hmm. So with all those players available. Who do Who's they pick? Playing? Exactly. Yeah. So just now up, all the fullbacks are in. Going to that game, you had Castagna starting as a left back, which is sort of to be expected. That's his go-to position in this lesson. It's been Castagna yeah. left and uh, Pereira right. Pereira right. But James Justin started on the right, which is also where he started and had quite a lot of luck last season before the horrible. Um, but it's good to see him back. Soyuncu oh, Marty. Definitely. And actually, it was Soyuncu that dropped out for Fafana in the midweek, right? And then Amati still played. So I wonder whether they're sort of actually saying Amati... We're using everyone. Yeah, Amati's been playing over Vestergaard. Um, So personally, I think if Fafana comes back in, he will be the surest bet for starts. Yeah. Then second to that, I'd say, is Castagna, right? Probably, yeah. Pereira is not reliable in, even in 
Because Pereira would switch minutes. with Justin. Castagna would switch oh, I would with Luke assume Thomas. That, yeah. But the difference between Luke Thomas and James Justin is quite significant, right? Yes, and I would assume that Castagna would be another solution even for the right side yeah. if needed. Exactly. So he's he's got more potential in being there rather than the rest of them. But why are we talking about defenders for Leicester? That's a bit of a joke, isn't it? Because <laughs> of the amount of games they've got. They've got <laughs> an extra, uh, at least two to play, right? Yeah, but if you if you concede even right. one goal, you, you just get two points. So two points from five games is not that much. Castagna scored a belter. <laughs> he did, he did. And, and I, he's one of my favourites. I had him last week. Yeah. In a game week that he scored and he got a clean sheet, he got like a 15-pointer. He's, yeah, I've got good memories. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm just I'm just saying that um, the, I think we, we're talking about the defense because we can rely a bit more on those players yeah. rather than the rotation that might be happening in, um, in up front, mm-hmm. which could be really, really tricky. I mean, I would assume that Madison is considered as someone who would play most of the games. Yeah. There's rotation there, though, as well, right? There is. There is. The whole point is what, what happens with, with Vardy. Yeah. And um, if Daka and Inacho are in a, you know, you play in Europe, you play in the mm. Premier League, or, or what's, the, what's the plan there? I think, interestingly, for those who've got Ramsdale, if you wait and see what the deal is with Ramsdale and how long he's going to be out for... There's a chance he misses the next game for Arsenal, right? Which is Wolves. Then it's Tottenham. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, Crystal Palace, sorry. Then it's Brighton. Yeah. And then it's a double Southampton-Chelsea. And then it's Man United and West Ham. So they're... Re- and then they've got another double with Leeds and Tottenham. Well, another double in 2036. It's not the best. And if he doesn't get no. Crystal Palace and Brighton... Yeah, you're missing two of the most important ones. You're missing the best two, right? So if yeah. you go... If you've been on Ramsdale and he's got the price rises for you and he's about five point something for you, he's I think he's 4.9 for me or 4.8. Um, or if you bought him a bit later and he's 4.5.2, 5.0 5. something, and you go to a Leicester keeper, you're gonna get the Man United fixture, okay, crap. Crystal Palace, Newcastle, Everton, Aston Villa, Tottenham, and then a double in 36, and then probably a double in 37. There's got to be two doubles in there. There's got to be... Yeah, there's no more room for them. Um, between now and the end of the season, plus the double you've already got. So they're the ones with the most fixtures. And if you get Vardy at the top and Schmeichel at the back uh, and then work out where you're going in the middle... I think it has it. hurt me quite often in the past mm-hmm. getting Schmeichel. So mm-hmm. it's not... It doesn't bring back good memories. Okay. But I can understand the this point. The thought process. He's not a nice yes. watch either. I hate watching. Uh, the the upside for me is that you can get a massive return. Yeah. Because he's yeah. he's quite good at penalties. Yeah. So out of those like nine ten games, mm-hmm. a penalty save could be a, a realistic option. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that could be a, a big a big return. I feel like he'll be my keeper for the double thirty three, because Newcastle and Everton are two good fixtures and they they're the two teams that I would have most for the free yeah. for a free hit. Do you know they're the two teams that I'd want mostly for the free hit. Because you're free hitting. I will but, be free hitting in 33. There you go. But 
But who, what are you doing if you're not free, free hitting with Bruno Fernandez is a question that we have from Pivos. That's not the question. You read that so badly. <laughs> right, I'm going to get That is a question. question. I wanted... Will no, you exactly go for Bruno what... in game week 33, not free hitting? Yes. Okay. If, it's if exactly what he said. <laughs> so I so, would yeah. definitely consider getting Bruno in this game week if I had the choice. Because the game week against Leicester... Uh, Everton, Norwich and Liverpool, I think are, are great fixtures. And Bruno has shown to be one of the better, one of the best players in the league on a consistent basis. Ronaldo is also a decent pick, but you can't guarantee... He, he's, he's, not playing, he's not playing Tottenham again. There's no point. Exactly. I think. But <laughs> Bruno was out this week. Bruno was out last week. Um, why was I that? think he was, yeah. Oh, I don't remember. No, I haven't noticed. I'll look it up. Um, but you're right. This, if so, it's good because he kind of was rested, so it means that he's more mm-hmm. in the next more prone to, I mean, next two game weeks. I, if I didn't have a free hit and I didn't want to use a free hit, I would be focusing on getting players in that have a good double in 33. So that would be Leicester players with Newcastle and Everton, Man United yeah. who play Norwich and Liverpool because the Liverpool game you take what you get. But the Norwich is a great fixture. Yeah, it's a bonus. Yeah. If you've got a Newcastle player, you keep your Newcastle players because Leicester and Crystal Palace are not bad fixtures. Um, and then Arsenal Burnley for Southampton. Also not bad if you've got a Broger, if he's playing um, in that respect. So, yeah. So I'm going to ask another question related to that uh, mm-hmm. Bruno one. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't, I didn't answer if I'm going to get Bruno. And I'm the one who should You're answer. You're the one who's I'm not free yeah. Yes. Um, would you get Bruno instead of KDB? So, City have Burnley, Liverpool, Brighton, Watford, Leeds, double or potentially double in 37. But yeah, someone in 36, a double in 36 or yeah. 37 and uh, Villa to finish. And KDB needs to play every game because they need to win every game because Liverpool are hot on their heels. So, and, and KDB is a big game. May I play. just say, Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they if if City needs to win Liverpool, which they do, yeah, can yeah. you think of them doing it without KDB having a good game? Yeah, true. It's gonna to be tough. Yeah. So he's the one yeah. to step up, and and I'm really considering because I think that I can't I can't go with triple Spurs until the end. I think it's a bit too much. No. Uh, no. I mean, they can't be scoring four or five goals every game week. So I'm seriously thinking, because I will be, now with TAA, that's the big question, if mm-hmm. he's playing or not. I might be able to, you know, save some money from there mm-hmm. and upgrade Son to KDB. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would, I would feel so good about that. Okay, and fine. I would prefer going to KDB than Bruno. But okay. it's a personal thing. Okay. I can understand that the reasonable choice would be Bruno. Yeah. But emotionally, I can't go past... KDB. And I don't think I've owned him at all this season, which is unacceptable, and I need to amend. True. I think United have the better fixtures arguably up until game week 33, where they have Liverpool. They then play Arsenal, Brentford, Brighton, Chelsea, Palace. Um, so yeah, Liverpool and Arsenal are not nice fixtures in that, that run for me. Whereas City have Burnley, Liverpool, and then great fixtures through to the end. 
Do you know after? Liverpool, yeah, so you could go. You could go from Bruno to KDB after Liverpool after the thirty-three. After, you mean, the, 33. after the double. Yeah, I think yeah. that could be a move. I don't want to waste transfers and take hits. <laughs> That's unusual. What a change, said, Yanis. said Yanis, who has like a <laughs> minus 54 so far this season. Yeah. I think for those players who've got a player like Coutinho, or, you know, you've got a, a higher price midfielder, like a, a Jota, that you're not certain of, I think moving him up to one of those assets and trying to find the money by moving needs him... needs a lot of work, though. It needs about 3 million. I've got Jota and I'm looking at how I can go Jota up somewhere. Uh, the minute my midfield is under value and my defence is just so, so full of like decent players um, that aren't keeping clean sheets. I've got, you know, Reggion, Rudiger, uh, Trent, Cancelo and someone else at 4.5. Not Lamp, yeah. not Cody, but yeah, another player. And um, yeah, there's so much money in that defence for me. So Cash, I've got cash. <laughs> Literally, not even. But you, you, <laughs> you're running out of cash, though. I just need so some cash. Exactly. Away. <laughs> so going a six million defender down to a four point five, and then finding the money elsewhere over a gradual period of time, I would recommend trying to do that for game week thirty three to get a Bruno in. But- you know, there's there's one concern for me. It's kind of like backing getting Bruno just for the Norwich fixture. Mm-hmm. And we know what's happening when we just target one fixture, one player against one fixture. It's not ending up well. True. It's it's a bit like very stretching what you want to do just for that fixture. Mm-hmm. That that's my concern. If you're thinking of the longer of the bigger picture, mm-hmm. I can understand that. If you get in for Leicester, as you said, yeah. because Leicester are leaky, because yeah. you might have um, yeah, it, it it makes more more sense. Yeah. But if yeah. you just want to have Bruno for the lesser Liverpool, a lot of people got Ronaldo for that Norwich fixture and he just scored a penalty and that was it. So no big deal. We need to be careful when we are putting our bets on one specific game. I understand that the Liverpool will actually be a bonus, mm-hmm. but it might, you know, it might be the kind of like having an extra bonus points. So two, three points with against Liverpool. Anyway, that that's my thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are doing, um, if you are thinking of the longer run, I'm for it. If not, if it's just because of the Norwich game, I wouldn't do it personally. Yeah, in general, United have quite good fixtures. I know, you know, we've said that uh, Liverpool and uh, City have a better teams, and City have similarly good fixtures. Um, so KDB is a good choice, but you've got to have Salah. Um, Trent might be a, a bit of a 50-50. Also, Robertson has got COVID, but he should be back in time for the next, the beginning of the next game week. Um, I hadn't seen that. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he got COVID and he missed the FA Cup game that they played. Oh, that's why he missed. Okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that that was the reason. Yeah, so he should be back in yeah, time. Yeah, because I was I was thinking of go, going from DAA to, to Robertson. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that kind of is something to keep an eye on. But the thing is, TAA is, is actually a hamstring injury, as far as I'm aware, whereas Robertson's yes. is COVID. So, actually, if you are looking to get one, Robertson 
if you're looking to get one, Robertson would be the one to get. If you're looking to switch from Trent to Robbo, I still don't think it's a bad idea. But just just hold off. We've got we've got two weeks before the deadline, right? Oh, of course, of course, of course. Even I am waiting. Right, man. We know it's bad on your brain. <laughs> Um, just to clarify, the next deadline is April the 2nd, Saturday at 11 o'clock. So tons of time. Yeah. We will, we will have another podcast till then. Exactly. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, we, we will refresh a few things. Yeah. Just briefly. So April the 2nd is the next deadline. And that is, I think, let me get that my pictures up that's when both liverpool and man city have their next games and i think yes. i feel like this isn't really being talked about enough I've, i just see saw andy fpl talk talk F, fpl talk what's that website? talk fpl no something like that yeah let's talk fpl there you go let's um, yeah. <laughs> uh he just mentioned it but weirdly enough my bulgarian friend in germany who is a Liverpool fan, came into my uh, my room the other day and was just like, have you seen this ridiculous fixture schedule for, for Liverpool? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, look, look, in 22 days, they play seven games. That's crazy, man. That's like a game every three days. Every three, every three <laughs> days. I was like, all right. So I pulled it up and like, he's not wrong. They play Watford on the second. They play Benfica uh, away on the fifth, three days. They play Manchester City, so this is five days, on the 10th. So they've got a bit of space then. Then another three days, they play Benfica at home. Then they play Man City in the FA Cup on the 16th. So that's 10th. So that's the 10th, three days, the 13th, Benfica, the three days, Man City again on the 16th, uh, which is when the Aston Villa game is cancelled. So that, that game doesn't exist. Um, yeah. And then on the 19th, three days later, they play Manchester United. And like Liverpool, Manchester United is not an easy, you know, it is a derby for Liverpool. Um, they're not exactly friends. And then on top of that, they've got the Liverpool Everton derby on the 24th. So he's right in 22 days, seven games. But then you also look at their competitors in Man City and they've got Burnley. A relatively easy game on the second. So when we come back in on game week 31, then they play Atletico Madrid at home. Then uh, on the fifth, these are the same dates as Liverpool pretty much. Uh, 10th, they play Liverpool because they're playing Liverpool. Um, the 13th, they play Atletico Madrid away, which is a slog as well. And yeah, yeah. that's not going to be a nice game to play. And then again, they play City in the FA Cup. Uh, they play Liverpool again in the FA Cup on the 16th. So that's the same three-day, three-day, three-day routine. And then they have a four-day break where they play uh, Brighton. And then they have a three-day break where they play Watford on the 23rd. So they've got seven games in 21 days. No, 23 days, 23 days. So 23. they've got a little bit. Oh, no, 21 days, 21 days. I was right. So they've got a little bit so less time, but yeah. slightly easier fixtures either the end. Two, the two final, yes, the, the two final fixtures are a bit easier. Mm-hmm. And uh, but and we know that they rotate. They're more used to the rotation. Exactly. And I'm not sure about the quality of their mm-hmm. bench in, yeah. uh, it, if you compare it to Liverpool, because 
for instance, now with um, Diaz, mm-hmm. Liverpool has actually five attacking players who are, wow, any three you start would be great. True, but you could also say the same about City. Like, they've got... Yeah, no, I know. We, but with City, we know that for years now. Sterling, I, but, Mara, yeah. but they've also got Greece, De Bruyne and uh, Jesus. We always we always praise uh, the City rotation and the, the solutions that they can find. Yeah. But for once, Liverpool has the opportunity to to compete in this. Yeah. Because even, I mean, apart from the wing-backs, which yeah. again, Tamika hasn't been that bad. Yeah, true. Uh, and Gomez is now playing wing-back. Gomez is playing. Uh, Konate is, has stepped up decently. He's yeah. not a bad player. No, I like Konate. They've got, they've got more solutions at the, at the midfield. Yeah. They don't have many problems there. Uh, Elliot is back. Yeah. So, it's it's a very competitive run. Yeah. The problem will be for us managers, uh, who do you trust? Yeah. And do you think that, you know, from the players that you're going to get, are you going to get the most out of it? Yeah, exactly. And I know that City has a slightly better run towards the end, but maybe you would assume that against Brighton and Watford, you would have been more rotation than Liverpool against Man United and Everton. Exactly. Do you think KDB, for example, plays those fixtures? Because around those fixtures, know. he'll have just finished a crucifying run where it's Liverpool, yeah. where it's Atletico, Liverpool, Atletico, Liverpool. And it's not over. And we need to know what this has happened in those four games. Because yeah. if they've gone through the Atletico yeah. and if they've won, if they've tied Liverpool, then the... the yeah, the Premier League is really at stake. Yeah, it's it must be so. Tight. The Premier League one is first, so actually, yeah. the and Premier League giving. one is the first Premier League game. Uh, so it's Burnley, then it's three days Atletico, and then it's the five day break, and then the Premier League game against Liverpool. So that both yeah. teams have a bit more time to rest, which I think would arguably say advantage Liverpool in that one, right? Possibly, possibly. I don't know. Um, I think we're going. We're overanalyzing it. Yeah, true. It's it's always the it's always the case of do you go with the players that you think you're going to play? They're going to play more. Yeah. Uh, or the, we know that most of the players, apart, let's take out Salah, GAA mm-hmm. if he's fit. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Cancelo and yeah. Robertson and maybe KDB. Exactly. Let's take those five out. Yeah. We're talking about the rest, the Fodens, the Jota. The Diaz or the Mares, all of those yeah. players, you possibly get them in if you want them, mm-hmm. and you have some sort of decent bench to cover. Yeah, it for me in single game weeks it's easier. Uh-huh. The problem is with double game weeks where they can play in, at one of the two and you've actually missed the game. Yeah, but in single game weeks, if they don't play and someone comes from your bench, it's You're not okay. a big deal. Your point, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So in these cases, if if let's say you get Foden because he's mm-hmm. he's a great pick, especially now that his price has dropped tremendously, he's at seven point eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he doesn't play against Watford. Okay, no big deal. Yeah, uh, we you wouldn't like that to happen for a KDB and a, and for Salah, obviously. No, but you take the risk with them, and you get the big returns when they get it. So again, it's I don't know. I wouldn't invest in having six of them. Of the two yeah. teams, obviously, agreed, I, agreed. I can't afford it, and I, I and I don't want to get to that. 
But having four in total, two and two maybe, yeah. I wouldn't mind that. The other worthy mention as well is Chelsea have exactly the same problem, but they're yeah. not playing, A, they're not playing for the title. Uh, so they will focus on the Real Madrid game. Um, they've got, what is it? They've got Brentford, Real Madrid, Southampton, Real Madrid, Palace in the FA Cup, which probably would be a focus for them as well. Um, and then Arsenal, West Ham. So they're oh, tough ones. The last yeah. two are tough. And actually, as a Spurs fan, I want them to win both of those last two. <laughs> so yeah, they're it's yeah. a it's a difficult run for, for Chelsea as well, but they do have a I'd argue they're slightly better spaced out. Specifically, those last two are four days apart and not three days apart. Um, in fact, most of their games seem to be four days apart, apart from the Southampton. But again, which which target which players do we target anyway? Yeah, so if you've got a, a couple Havertz, of defenders, maybe does Havertz play more in the Real Madrid game? And games? then Mount and, and Havertz, it's, it's those two. You don't have that many options. Exactly. I think. And uh, if you get Havertz, you are already gambling. <laughs> so, yeah, gambling his minutes is uh, far less of a problem than gambling with his his way of playing and his returns. Definitely, definitely. A, and then even the defense. Uh, I mean, Rudiger should be the one to rely on. Um, but then I don't know. James. Recently, yeah. We know how things go with James. Yeah. It's like black and white completely. Like at one, it could be the best player of the game week, and then can frustrate you for a couple of weeks. So yeah. Again, yeah. you can kind of balance that. What is very interesting because we're talking about Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Is if Chelsea does go through Real Madrid, yeah. there will be possibly either two doubles at the end or yeah. even a triple game week towards yeah. the end because there's no room for the postponed fixtures. Yeah. And the only chance would be if they get out of the Champions League yeah. to fill it in uh, Champions League week. Yeah, true. So this is going to be very interesting. And if I, I don't know, I'm, I'm really bad with dates. I don't know if uh, I've got the luxury of waiting until they, until we see what happens with them mm-hmm. to decide if I'll play the triple captain or not. Because that's the only chip I've left. And obviously a triple captain in a triple game week yeah. would be quite interesting. <laughs> but who would you put it on? <laughs> that's a tough one. That's the thing. I mean, That's by the, the end of the season, by the end of the season and with nothing to play, I could go Havertz. You know, weirdly, they're one of the only ones that I think I would argue would be guaranteed to play all three games in a triple game week for Chelsea is Mendy, Rudiger. right? Mendy. Yeah, Mendy. Rudy got, got arrested last in the last uh, double when I was absolutely overjoyed that Reese James got injured after having a massive haul and Rudiger didn't haul. And then... Rudiger was absolutely fit, but they just benched him for the second fixture. So I was, yeah. Yeah, the, the Norwich, wasn't it? Really salty. Yeah, really, really salty for that one. But but still, yeah, if, you, if you're waiting for game week 36 or 37 to triple captain and yeah. you're not playing for anything, I mean, the best case scenario will be around 250k, 300k. Yeah. So, yeah, what? I don't care. Exactly. I can, I can make a, you know... A mount or a Havertz pun and hope for, yeah, in three games, 
let's say, an assist and a goal, that would be fine. Exactly. I think you, yeah, I think when we see those fixtures, we'll, we'll know. There's a possibility they double in 35. There's a possibility they double in 36, if I'm right. Let me get my... Uh, the problem with, with the triple game week, because until until you find that, it's as we saw with Man United last season, mm-hmm. that you know that it will be hardly any player that's going to play all three games. Yeah, exactly. Within like seven days, three games. Yeah. Just um yeah, just fixture wise, there's no possibility of 35 if they get through to the uh, if they beat Real Madrid. So if they beat yeah. Real Madrid, they can't double in 35, which means they can only double in 36 and 37 because they can't double in yes. 38 because that's the end of the season and that's uh you know the pre the game week before that is 37's game week, not 38's. Uh, and actually they've got three games to play, which are Leicester, Leeds, and Man United. So, as long as if we get a night, oh, oh, that's a, they the might Man- bring the Man United fixture sooner. That's an, another talk. The Man United fixture is actually still in place because that's game week 37's fixture. But if Crystal Palace get beat, if, if Crystal Palace are, are beaten by Chelsea, so if Chelsea go through to the Final or the semi-final, final, or however final, it works, final, final. the final. Um, then it's uh, it's that Man United fixture that has to move. So that's the one that is causing the problems and making it three in games in two game weeks and not uh, two games in two game weeks. Because at the minute it's Leicester and Leeds. So if they go out of the FA Cup, they they'll make everything easier for the fixture planners. Yes, yeah, but it's something to to have a night. On because it might get a bit interesting towards the end, like we had the Man United triple yeah. last season. The one I really recommend looking at is Lego Mane's uh, fixture planner. He's got it really clearly laid out. And uh, yeah, he is he's one of the top guys for fixture planning. The other one, of course, is uh, Ben Krellin and James at Planet FPL. So they're really good for fixture planning. So if you're really like bored and want to spend ages looking at a spreadsheet which is one of my favorite pastimes sadly um (laughs) (laughs) you could that's a a definitely definitely a good way of doing it the last do you mind me putting one more in there yeah the last one that is an unusual fixture schedule that in the weeks after uh, game week 31 is leicester's so ah yes They've got PSV in the European Conference League and West Ham also have the Europa League. So that's okay. Like we understand that they also have fixtures, but they have no fixtures to rearrange. So they're not a problem. Um, But, you know, I'm going to say to any West Ham fans, they are also doing very well in Europe. Congratulations. Um, But Leicester have uh, got to the next round of the Conference League. And they have Man United in game week 31 on the 2nd of April, PSV on the 7th at home, Crystal Palace on the 10th, uh, PSV on the 14th, and uh, Newcastle on the 17th, and Everton. So they've got a little bit easier because they don't have that FA Cup fixture. But equally, their game's coming thick and fast, and 
they're not a squad yeah. that's as able to rotate as Liverpool, Chelsea, and Man City. Yes, they're... but at the same time, we we just mentioned earlier earlier that there are so many choices now. I mean, exactly. they're not the greatest players, but we, exactly. <laughs> we could think of at least four or five players that we would like in our teams. So, in their level of uh, magnitude in the mm. in the FBL, they have a lot of players that we're interested in. This is very true. But because of these fixtures all coming four days after one another, I think they're even more suspect for rotation than... So, so we've got the problem yeah. at the minute where we don't know best, Leicester's best squad and I don't think Leicester knows Leicester's best squad because all of their best players have been out. And Rogers really, doesn't know his best squad because exactly. he doesn't play Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I always forget that you're a wild Nacho fan. And as soon as exactly get as with, with cheese, mostly yeah. take your shirt off and start spinning it around the car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, Rogers doesn't know his best squad because all of these players are coming back from injuries. Do they are they good at this? Are they are they going to fly straight back into games? Is it okay to risk them and play ninety minutes for Wesley Fofana when he's just had a very serious injury? James Justin kept them out for a year almost. Um, yeah, how? How does this work? So, and then on top of that, you've got the fixture rotation as well. It's chaos. Chaos. It is. It is. What do we want? Do we want Pezver to win? Um, looking at the fixture list, you've got... To make it easier for us. Yeah, so you've got PSV, either side of Crystal Palace, then a double game week in 33, which is um, a tough one. 34 doesn't have any space either side of it because of the fact that the game week after 34 would be a European fixture. Um, the only thing is with Leicester, the fixtures that they've got, as it currently stands, if they make it all the way in Europe, they've still got the space to play those fixtures. So yeah, they're not going to have a triple, yeah, no triple because of the fact they didn't get through to the FA Cup. So they play a double in 33, which eases the pressure, and they will play a double in 36 and 37, most likely. And it looks like it will be Everton-Norwich in 36 and Watford-Chelsea in 37. But It's nice. It could be Everton-Chelsea in 36 and Watford-Norwich in 37. So either way, you've got a... I like like either. (laughs) Great double. If Jamie Vardy's back. Yeah. Jamie Vardy, triple captain. Yeah. And we're done. He... um. I was looking at some stats uh, recently and he has absolutely like absolute golden patches at the beginning of seasons. And at the end of seasons, if you look at his stats mm. timeline, where he scores most of his goals happens at the, you know, edges of each season. It's not, it doesn't tend to be in the middle. It tends I, to be. I know because I, I always get him for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you can't have Jamie Vardy just for Christmas, Yanis. You gotta have Jamie no, Vardy. No, no, no. It's a lifelong commitment. It's summer. We need Jamie Vardy <laughs> with the t-shirt, not with a long sleeve one. But like, <laughs> yeah, the long sleeve Jamie Vardy version of Jamie Vardy is not a, a high scoring Jamie Vardy. No, no, no. He suffers, he suffers with in cold, you know. He's not yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, joke aside, I think I think that Lester, of course, is a very interesting. I mean, I don't know if if anyone else is thinking about the triple captain or anything this is a bit silly but True. still uh True. getting players for from uh leicester without that run i mean whatever happens we know that we will have uh, a lot of fixtures for them yeah this is true and the thing is so you've got 
if you've got bench boost, if you've got triple captain, if you've got a wild card, if you've got free hits, or and if you've got any of those combinations, it's quite difficult at the minute to see what's going on. Um, and we've got to really wait until the fixtures come out for 36 and 37. They will get released at some point, but whether they get released yeah. before game week 33 is bit is quite unclear. We don't really have a precedence for how this is going to work. Um, normally they'll get released, you know, each month's fixtures will get released in sort of timeline and the, the fixture, Ian Parrin, James at Planet FPL will know these uh, fixture dates when the fixtures get released by Sky, for example, those sorts of things. Um, but actually the space between game week 31 and the game week 33 isn't that long. It's the 2nd of April to the 16th of April, give or take. Yeah. So right, yeah. actually there's three game weeks, four games and European fixtures and FA Cup fixtures in that space of time. And if you've got a bench boost, you could definitely look to plan for bench boosting in 33 because of the fact that you know the fixtures and some of them look good. They don't look great, but some of them look very good. And then the people outside of the... Um, double game weekers also have good games just like you know Spurs have Brighton West Ham have Burnley um for those single game week fixtures uh what is it Man City have Brighton as well who will be playing a double in that space of time the only two bad ones are Liverpool and Chelsea who play United and Arsenal um so yeah there's a possibility of bench boosting in 33 not for me a double captain game week um no it doesn't look great yeah doesn't look great. A triple captain. Everyone, the captain is always a double. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's definitely a good game week for a free hit. The other thing is, yes, the free hit could also be in thirty-seven. That's the other one. Um, so yeah, if you've got a wild card and a free hit, but no other trip chips, I would say um, free hit thirty-three, wild card thirty-four, because then you can set up for your double fixtures in thirty-six and thirty-seven. Yes, unless I mean I, I I haven't thought it through. You can free hit in thirty three, and then even wild card in thirty five. If if thirty four yeah. is looking good in terms of your thirty two team. True, true. Yeah, yeah. It it depends. I've I've completely lost. You know all of this. I haven't tracked that because I've haven't got any chips left. So true. in my mind now, it's kind of very simple stuff. <laughs> Taking hits every week. It so, so, feels so good. Yeah. I don't... We're, we're a good podcast. You've got a triple captain and I've got all the other chips. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Have you got, you've got one free hit? Got and, a free uh, hit. Wild card. Wild card, bench boost. And you've got the triple captain. Oh, so wow. We cover it all off. We yeah. cover it all off. Good, good, good. But yeah, um, we've got another podcast coming up next week. We've got another and we've got another question from Twitter. Oh, sh- yes. This is the question we should be talking about. Right. Let me get it up. This is from our friend, FPL teacher. I've got another bit of stats to come before we finish. And that'll be my last, I promise. Um, but um, yeah, let's do the stats quick, briefly. Yes. Because the stats relate to what we were just talking about. This is uh, chip usage in the top 10K. So in the top 10K, you've got 94% of people have used their first free hit and 30% of people have used their second free hit. So 70% of people still have one free hit left 
And I think the 5% who haven't used their first free hit are still uh, are probably dead teams, arguably. Um, so the majority of people who used... Dead teams from, from what? The first the first 1,000 you said or 10,000? It's 10K, yeah. 10K? Are there, They're in 10K and they're dead teams? Well, possibly. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. There's That's five crazy. 5% of people in the top 10K haven't used their first three hits. So they yeah. managed to make it through game week 30, game week 26, all of those without using their first... Okay, there's some of them might be dead teams. Some of them might not. <laughs> some of them might just or be some of them are teams. really good managers. Exactly. Really good managers. <laughs> or massive hit takers. Oh, and they don't know they don't know that they've got a free hit or two free hits. Anyway, <laughs> two free hits. Seventy percent of people have their two free hits left. Five um, percent of people have their triple captain left. You are one of five percent, Yanis. Um, everyone. I'm not in the ten k. I'm not. <laughs> no, but you are amongst five percent. If of the I was, 10K. if I was, I would be there. Yes. Yeah. Um, 84% have used their wild card, which means 15, 16% have their wild card left to use. So that's a good, you know, stat. Not many people are going to be able to change their teams now. Um, but that sort of explains why they're in the top 10K, because of the fact they will have used their wild card and benefited from those points. Um, yeah. In those game weeks. Um, if you then, use it well. If Exactly. These, these top 10K have used their wild card well. Um, and then 53% have used the bench boost. So just under 50%, 47 have used, have not used their bench boost. So quite a lot of top 10K have weirdly used their wild card and not used their bench boost. So they're going to be scrambling around and taking hits to get a bench boost team or hoping that game week 36 just falls perfectly for them and they don't need to take any hits, which I think is possible as well. And they've got time till 36 to amend to exactly make the transfers needed exactly so yeah that's that's my bit of interesting stats stolen no it is it is it is interesting it's very interesting uh questions because first of all it shows that there's no right or wrong way of playing it yeah true it's a very personal thing played your way and uh we can do maybe for next week uh, when again we we're going to be talking about some international games and some updates there, there won't be a lot of stuff mm-hmm. we can talk um about the first 10 managers and what tips they've used good idea and and uh and that can show us the point uh, like if you're doing really well do you need to have done it with a fantastic strategy yeah. or is it above that or is it kind of yeah. A bit of capability, a bit of luck, yeah. a bit of everything. Have they used all their chips and there are people lurking just behind them with a, a whole hope of, heap of chips left? And what use? kind of points differences they've got from, yeah. let's say, play people in 20, position 20 or 30. So, yeah, yeah we, we can do a, a small research on the first 50 people. Making FPL with, uh, with well. Yeah. <laughs> because there, there is a similar thing for Sky. And uh, but you can't actually see how uh, Sky managers are using the transfers if they're using any transfers or mm-hmm. it's 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 a bit hidden. So yeah. now that we have the choice, the the opportunity here, we can mm-hmm. we can have a look. And uh, I I'm I'm gonna guess I'm predicting that there will be differences in the way of play of the mm-hmm. game, and I like that, and I mm-hmm. want to encourage that. Mm-hmm. So um, whenever we're talking about chips or what moves to make, 
it's just ideas. Mm-hmm. But I, I strongly believe that anyone has to play their way. And that's why I've been playing everything my way yeah. <laughs> against all odds and everyone else. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so we asked question, we'd asked if anyone has any questions. We asked, uh, you know, we, we put some example questions out. Uh, favorite porridge uh, or do we have a garage? Janice, do you have a garage? I do have a garage, but I don't have a favorite porridge. I don't have a garage. I probably do have a favorite porridge and it's probably just like maple syrup, maybe with some berries. But Okay, I'll I try it. I'll don't try have that it. very often, not going to lie. Um, not a big breakfast person. Anyway, uh, the actual question was, do you feel that with FPL Twitter being so fast-paced and engaging, fatigue from FPL is possible? What would you recommend to people who have been burnt out by weeks of research, but only with red arrows to show for it? Uh, that came from FPL Teacher. Um, and, yeah, so is fatigue... I... I it, yeah, it's it's very true. We we actually briefly mentioned it last week. Mm-hmm. It's the motivation that you need. Yeah, and uh, yeah. things are and and even the the fact we were talking about all the content creators um, noticing that the numbers have fallen. People are not listening that much anymore. Yeah, it is natural. It has been a very intense year again, mm-hmm. and it's intense. It was intense last year too but we were less busy true we were true. less busy we we weren't back in normal life back then agreed so this has has changed a lot uh this year and uh it's natural that we at some points kind of think oh wow i have to do my team again it's it's kind of i i understand completely and of course the motivation in such a game with uh, did you say nine million man- managers? Yeah, nine million managers now. <laughs> yes, with nine million managers, or anyway, with three, four active, uh, three, four million active managers. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to motivate yourself because I mean, I I myself have so often said I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna bother because I'm 300k. Yeah. So this already yeah. puts me in a different spot mm-hmm. than if it was a, a game that I was competing properly uh so the for me the the best way to deal with that is firstly mini leagues yeah and setting minor targets like the one that we have in our our mini league we've got with friends and uh new friends who have joined us Mm -hmm. so it's not you know it's not just the ones we knew which is great we have been growing yeah and uh then you're competing in the league not entirely. I mean, I'm, I'm in 20th position, so I'm not even matching that. But there's always this every game week. Oh, I, I beat you this week. Yeah. You, you get yeah. something out of it. And I think that's what, what matters. Yeah. Agreed. So I yeah. think our philosophy in this game is only do it if it adds to your life. And if, if it really is causing you mental stress and if it's, it's taking away because you're doing hours of research... And then things aren't working out because you're then making, you know, hits or whatever, and you're getting tons of red arrows, despite doing lots of research and all those sorts of things, then it's, for me, that shows that it will be having a negative effect on your life and actually taking a step back and just working out another way of getting enjoyment from your life is probably the way forward there. Um, 
FPL should it's a game at the end of the day. It's luckily it's not gambling. There's no um financial involvement. If you win, you get a really epoxy yeah. prize um if you win. So that's the other thing is that quite a lot of people come from gambling into FPL and actually they can use that to sort of satisfy this sort of thirst for betting and making small wins and uh, getting points over other people. So um, if you can use it to benefit your life, go ahead. If it's really negatively affecting your life, um, I would re- definitely recommend just taking a, a back seat. It's it's just a game, log out and spend, specifically think weeks like this where you've got the uh, international break, take a step back and just go talk to people, go outside, have a walk in a park, get a dog, you know, like work on your, your mental health. Um, because actually looking after yourself is top priority and not looking after your FPL teams, despite what we may portray on our podcast. Um, the other thing is that I think burnout is entirely possible. Everyone's lives have been an absolute roller coaster in the past two years specifically. And FPL hasn't act so for the last two years, FPL has been constantly tumultuous and um up and down uh, in terms of trans in terms of fixtures and postponements and all these things fpl has been all over the shop and fpl is still currently all over the shop but last year like you said we had a lot of time to deal with that whereas this year everyone is getting back into their jobs and is trying to focus a bit more on the reality so let the reality take precedence that for me is the most important thing in everyone's lives and let fpl take a bit of a back seat and um yeah from there you, you can then approach fpl from a positive place and come into it and it's not the most important thing in the world do you know what i mean there's there's more important things in the world than fpl in i mean terms- we we've been grown up with with uh, that football is not the most important thing in life when mm-hmm. we have all those um nasty things happening in, in with violence and anything and yeah and we, i've we've had people telling us that football is the second most beautiful thing in life yeah. so imagine fantasy football is way definitely up. third yeah. and way way lower yes yeah it's just it's just fun and playing it for fun is it's hard because when you play a game yeah. i mean anything if you can play a board game and you can get really obsessed with it i get really annoyed it's, it's hard to, to maintain because yeah. I really want Arsenal players to do well sometimes because I've got them in my team, but I really don't want them to do... It brings really conflicting attitudes, but actually watching a game where I've got a player involved brings me a lot more enjoyment. Just like, even yeah. if they don't do well, I've still like seen how they're working, seen what's going on. I've seen Martinelli flying down the left wing and it's like, okay, this guy plays well i like it for my and team yes then i can then have conversations with my bulgarian friend who i work with and, you know different people around the world about the beautiful game that is football so like definitely use it as an enhancement to your life and use it to bring joy to your life and if it's not doing that with anything in life if anything doesn't bring you enjoyment just reassess take a bit take a moment's gap take a pause and just have a little yeah. like adjustment period where you if it's something you need in your life partner uh food things like that take a step back and then work out how you're going to approach it in a different way 
Um, but if it's something you don't need in your life and it's bringing you constant misery because you're constantly getting red arrows, um, call it off this season. It's not a problem. Come back next season stronger. Yeah, you know. I agree. What what a way what a way to to say this and and to I don't yeah. know possibly end end this. It's fantastic. It's, it's important to FBL teacher. Yeah. Thank you, teacher. And uh, <laughs> I we hope we hope we can help with those those words because we also face similar things obviously and yeah. uh yeah that's the way that we're trying to cope with it and just ignore it and, and move on you don't yeah. need to have extra problems we have problems in our lives we don't need problems from from a game yeah we don't need problems from our social life or you know i think joining the fpl community is a good way of doing it the fpl community is a big warm loving place there are some people yeah. that aren't as loving but on the whole, FPL community really on Twitter really uh, is a joy to be a part of. Everyone is so friendly with each other and they get on so well. And there are some really funny people online, you know. Yeah. Just, just have a look. And um, there, it's quite easy to find ways of enjoyment in this game. Um, but if you're not, and if you are really struggling, drop us a message and we'll get in touch. Definitely. Great. Great, great, great. So I think this is it for this week. Yeah, definitely. We'll be back next week with uh, a few new things, as we promised. <laughs> yeah. Until then, guys. But till then. Stay safe. And stay tuned. Bye. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Uso Radio.